Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Save big money and transform your home with new appliances now at Menards. We offer the lowest prices and the largest in-stock appliance selection ready to take home today. Check out top appliance brands, including KitchenAid, Maytag, Whirlpool, Amana, and Criterion. Upgrade your home and save big money on new appliances at Menards. Shop our entire selection of appliance options online today at Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap. It is October 3rd, 2022. Denise Salcedo has never looked better. Uh, just kidding. Denise has the night off. Um, I, She's I went, out flying with, with Method Man. No, no, listen. That was the excuse. I, I, this is a very serious topic, and um, it's something I probably shouldn't bring up on the air, but... I do want you all to keep Denise in your thoughts. She has violent diarrhea right now. And um, she couldn't make it to tonight's show. Now, I'm just going to let you guys know next week, I will not have violent diarrhea. I'll be traveling to Canada, so I won't be able to make it. Will will also be here next week. But listen, if you can't get enough of this fella, Thursdays, there's Day After Dynamite. Saturdays, there's Grapsity. And now for the next couple of Mondays, we got the wonderful Will Washington. Triple W, I guess. There you yeah, go. Yeah, wonderful Will Washington. That's, wonderful Will Washington. Actually, my grandfather's name was also Will Washington, except he's Will Woodrow Washington. So therefore, uh-huh. he's also Triple W. There you go. It like goes down a generation. So was your, your father's name Will as well? No, my dad is okay. uh, Lee Washington. So you but, skipped a generation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, was, I got that name. But yeah, I'm here. I see the chat is like, no, we want Denise. Uh, well, you know what? You're not getting Denise. No, she really is. Uh, she texted me. She's like, look, Method Man's on my plane. And I'm like, take a picture with him. And she's like, we are not in the same tax bracket. I am not anywhere near that man. <laughs> oh, my uh, She's God. like, he boarded far before me and is going to get off also far before I do. So. so when I was younger, like how high was one of my favorite movies? And um, well, I'll just say this. I made my wife watch it and I realized it was only one of my favorite movies because it was only one of the, it was one of the only DVDs that I had. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a lot of choice because I rewatched it and it did not hold up. 
It did not. Like some of the jokes were very funny. And then the rest of it, I was like. I will tell you what. One of my close personal friends is in that movie. Really? Um, yes, she's in that movie. Uh, one of my oldest friends, people who have known me a long time, even though I, I podcasted with her at one point, like 15 years ago. Mark Voorhees. No. Um, but this person does uh, show her boobs in that movie um, in the first couple of minutes. <laughs> and she's credited in the credits as Method Man's one night stand. It doesn't have a name. You know who she is in the movie if you yeah. know the movie. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. One of my closest oh. friends. We talk all the time, probably at least three to four times a week. Absolutely one of my closest friends, Rada, and she was in that movie. Um, it's incredible. She, had, like, she had a whole like 90s, no, early 2000s run on TV. She was like on Blind Date one time. I'm like still trying to hunt down that episode, but uh, no luck, and it's taken me like 10 years already. But that's another one of my weirdo stories. <laughs> you're connected to everybody. Somehow you're connected to everybody well guys we want to be connected to you leave a thumbs up if you want to get your questions your statements read on the air donate a super chat or a humper chat some of you might go what's a humper chat because still to this day i get people to say what a match humps what does that mean it is a double entendre my friends it is uh, a reference to camels that have humps as well as something being a humper as in dry humping as in the sexual reference, as in it's really good if it humps. And we would appreciate it if you sent humper chats, which you can do before we go on the air, while we're on the air, any any of the above. Uh, but that gets your questions or statements right on the air, like Carl saying SRS and Triple W. I dig it. Triple W uh, is greater than Triple H. Well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's a triple thing because even after SummerSlam, there was a run-in on that show, and that's all that Triple H books. So I'm thinking it's something in the water right now. We got WWE Raw tonight. Kate's Chicken Tender says SRS upgraded his step host tonight. It didn't take much. Uh, best and worst food on the road this weekend. Ooh. Um, damn. Honestly, the, the dinner at Jeremy's wedding was very good. Like My favorite meal is corn, mashed potatoes, and fried chicken. I love that's like a very simple like southern meal. I love it, and they had that there, and I loved it. I didn't eat anything really bad this weekend, so uh, yeah, I, I was. It was all pretty good, honestly. But hey, if you all want to talk about food instead of raw, that's fine. But we did get a little Antonio Inoki tribute uh, on this show that I wanted to get off with. Uh, unfortunate passing of Antonio Inoki. Um, I, I think he was even younger than what I had realized, just because I have never known a wrestling world without Antonio Inoki being like a godly regarded name in it. Well, and I mean, even in MMA, like the, his, his legendary status would transcend. You would see the footage of Lyoto Machida getting slapped by Inoki. There was the, the awesome, like, I think it was the year 2000 where he slapped like 42 people <laughs> in a row to transfer his fighting spirit over even, and that's what some of the younger generation might know him for, as opposed to the guy that fought Muhammad Ali, the guy who who was one of the most instrumental people in wrestling history. What what are your memories of Antonio Inoki? 
I mean, so again, I I have the later memories, right? I have as the guy who was the foundational piece behind New Japan Pro Wrestling, the guy who really transformed the idea of mixed martial arts in pro wrestling and just being that influential name in pro wrestling. That's yeah. That's who it was to me. That's who I always knew him to be and that's the legacy he left for me. And that still in itself, when you think about all of the wrestlers who exist with any type of MMA style in their pro wrestling, it all comes back to Antonio Inoki. And, uh, to, and considering how much we see it, even on this episode of Raw, there's no doubt about the fact that he had a hand in everybody's style of pro wrestling today. Uh, go out of your way, guys, to watch uh, Billy Robinson against Antonio Inoki. I'm a bit of a home Murma catch wrestling guy, but I think that's the greatest match that Inoki ever had. It should be on New Japan World. If not, there are ways. There are ways. I would never encourage you to pirate something, but uh, you got to watch that match. And also, I mean, look back at what he did for Vader. I mean, he made he made vader like vader being able to destroy him in the manner that he did that carried so much weight um rest in peace antonio Inoki. sending our love to his, his friends his family his fans and the like volop says today is the day will learns how to say my name a fine raw it was any updates on stage presentation from next week so in our fightful select notes will we had mentioned they're going to be hyping up the the premiere tonight and I they they do this sort of like every year out of nowhere they'll be like the premiere please watch mm-hmm. please don't watch the football game next week but I I hope they use this as a way to change some graphics change the song change the set because as we've seen Triple H is is plenty in on on changing things but I think it's a good opportunity to do that like I love the minimalist setup of Clash of the Castle. I thought that was was very cool. It looked different than here's a big screen. Do you think that we're going to see anything like that? I don't know that we do from Raw because it hasn't been very long with the Raw theme song. It's only been this year. Uh, SmackDown like really needs it. It's yeah. surprising that that ACDC song, which when they got it was already like 30 years old, <sighs> is now <laughs> the longest theme song SmackDown's ever had. And uh, is that a correct statement? I don't yes, know, it but it yeah, feels it like it. It, it, it feels like it. And in my that. sleep every Friday night. <laughs> Are you ready? <laughs> oh, God. It's actually pretty good, though. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I think SmackDown needs the upgrade more than anything. It's been a really long time since the premiere on Fox. They've had that theme song. Uh, presentation got a little bit of an upgrade, but I don't know. Um, it's interesting to me that... It, you mentioned it, it does feel fairly random when they decide to do it because, like, usually it's, like, first week of October, but I know that next week is the big Brooklyn show, so therefore you don't want to do this in the middle of St. Paul, Minnesota. You want to do this in Brooklyn at the Barclays Center with a crowd that you can count on to be one of your better crowds of the year. I don't know. Why did I lose focus? I'm trying to... Like get myself back in focus. <laughs> that just made it worse. Why? Oh, oh no! There, it, mine does that to me all the time too. Mine yeah, does that so- to me all the time. Somebody, somebody's trying to say that song isn't old. Yes, it's from like 1990. Yeah, it's like it's an old song. Just because it's new, relatively speaking, for ACDC, 
it doesn't mean that it's it's a, it's a new song. The song is over 30 years old. And here's here's the thing that I hate about that song, Will. When WWE mm-hmm. would send us press clips of SmackDown, we would post them because why wouldn't we post WWE footage if they allow it? Well, they were fine with it, but ACDC wasn't fine with it. <laughs> and their Autobot would immediately get us for the 0.3 seconds of, Are you ready? And boom. That's it. That's it. Uh, yeah, that sounds about right. That's uh, that, that's the reason I can't, because uh, I've been flagged so many times for just times I'm at like AEW events and like the three times that I've attempted to post just to my Twitter account. Uh, I'll be in the crowd, Jungle Boy, everybody's doing the hand wave. So I'm like, okay, I'll post this clip. And then immediately flagged. Uh, and I've had it happen three times now. So warning people, don't post Baltimore <laughs> Tarzan Boy don't on your it. social accounts. Guaranteed. You'll get hit, you'll get flagged, and it won't even, it'll be from Sony Music. Happens every time. So I found out that the reason the Fightful account isn't verified is because we used to do that thing where we'd take the source code from videos and put it in our tweets. And when they get copyright claimed, whoever originally posted it, it also hits us with a copyright claim as opposed to a retweet. So we have so many of those on that account that they haven't fallen off yet. So that's why that account can't get verified, but the oh, Fightful oh. Select one is. Yeah. That's really interesting. Uh-oh. Yeah. So that if, actually, if you're... That explains a lot. Holy moly. If you're okay. getting rejected often for verification and you've had a lot of those that have been claimed, that that probably why. That's Just really so interesting. Know. I would not have guessed that. Yeah. That's crazy. Kate's Chicken Tender says that ACDC song is older than Denise. Yes, and they both... Uh, they both are excreting the same amount of diarrhea from what I see. Uh, Kate's chicken tender says my favorite Anoki moment is when he destroyed that fat guy. Oh, the great Antonio got that ass whipped by Antonio Anoki. Please go out of your way to see that. The great Antonio was no selling everything that Antonio Anoki did. And then started to like throw some stiff shots and then Inoki just does one of these and starts to open hand palm strike him and punted him in the head. It was a work of art. It was beautiful. Tom Brady, I'm sure it's that one, says, any idea why the Brawling Brutes are going to NXT? And will NXT have an updated stage and logo tomorrow? Logo, yes. I don't know how much different they can do with the stage because they're in the PC. Uh, main roster talent will be a regular thing on NXT moving forward, uh, just like cameos and stuff and such. But we got Judgment Day cutting a promo. How'd you feel about this? I am, I really feel like this is corny, like constantly corny. And I love the ingredients involved. I even think that tonight was one of Dominic's better performances. Him going, fool my brother and me, hit me, hit yes, me. Because I, 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 you know I have the clip because for whatever reason I went on Amazon, bought every episode of my brother and me, watch him constantly. That They're said... Great. Um, I, I liked Dominic here a little bit. I I liked, uh, in the opening promo, you know, the, and granted, look, I grade Dominic on a, on a scale, on a curve at the moment because of the fact that I, those that have followed me know I've been really hard on Dominic for the last like year and a half. I, uh, oh my God, it's been two years. I have been really harsh on Dominic for the last two years. And so anything that's like a step up, I'm willing to give him some props for. And I 
I liked here the whole you've been lying to me my whole life. Now, that said, I'm like, why didn't you just watch the award-winning WWE Network where you would have seen for the last however many years, what it was 17 years ago, you would have known because you were a part of that angle that, of course, you were being lied to. But, uh, of course, I'm fairly over the Judgment Day. I thought there were a lot of elements about it that I thought could help regenerate it refresh it but ultimately i'm still just not sold on this group i'm not sure what it's going to take and i'm hoping that maybe it's even a new rivalry um and i'm hoping that something good comes out of what they're doing with aj styles i know some of the speculation on the internet is that he might get some other club members on his side I've been asking them every week. I ask them because, <laughs> listen, I love those two guys, but they're the kind that will absolutely just blurt some bullshit out. You know what I mean? Like, they'll just be like, yeah, they're paying us this amount of money for this long and we're going there. Well, all right, man. And they would do it like as a rib. But so far, I've just been getting, we'll have something to talk about soon. I'm like, all right. All right. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I and I will say I've been in the room for them doing just that, uh, <laughs> and that's, that is a very true statement. But yeah, as far as uh, I'm hoping, if that's the case, that can help refresh this, and that could possibly. I, I think that that could be a really cool thing for Balor to be on the other side of. Granted, it, it, it's definitely a rehash of something we've seen a million times, but uh, I think that might help. But at the moment, save big money and transform your home with new appliances now at Menards. We offer the lowest prices and the largest in-stock appliance selection ready to take home today. Check out top appliance brands, including KitchenAid, Maytag, Whirlpool, Amana, and Criterion. Upgrade your home and save big money on new appliances at Menards. Shop our entire selection of appliance options online today at Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. I it is just feeling tired the match itself was good I actually did enjoy the match itself um which was I'm gonna steal a point for Brian Alvarez here (laughs) which is uh I I know he sparked a whole debate over chin locks and uh I think he's right I know that all the wrestlers jumped in and and came across like well you know it's a foundational part of our matches but like what he was trying to say there was not to say that rest holds can't happen but more so if you haven't been like working over the chin then it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense in the match to suddenly just apply a chin lock for at, at zero minutes. points of the years of catch wrestling that i have have participated in watched viewed uh like studied i have never seen a chin lock applied for longer than five seconds without somebody turning into it, dumping somebody on their head, taking their back, anything. But people are sitting there with a chin lock in with no hooks in, staring around at the audience. I'm like, to me, that is just as unrealistic as people saying, oh, well, there's all these flips and all this stuff. No, man, I consider a world elite level talent not turning into their opponent and dropping them on their head to be more unbelievable than that. Like yeah. that's, that's the thing. It's not that I'm against rest holds. It's why always that one? Why, why that one specifically? Well, and especially when it's not necessarily a, 
um, what the match was even working toward. It really has nothing to do with anything that the match had been building prior. Like you talk about storytelling, like keep up with the story of the match. That yes. was like a thing that kind of took me out of it when um, when Balor had that that chin lock on. Other than that, though, I mean, I enjoy all of these guys, and I thought that you know we got what we were gonna get here. The story, of course, coming out of it was that Rey Mysterio uh, got pulled out of the match. He got distracted by Dominic. Finally, AJ Styles is just sick of this shit uh, because at the end of the day, he wants to win one of these matches and he wants to win against the Judgment Day. And Rey Mysterio is holding him back. He shoved Rey Mysterio after the match because the Judgment Day got... uh, And then afterwards, the beatdown happened on AJ Styles. Like, I want to see where this goes. Yeah. But uh, ultimately, you got to do something else with the Judgment Day. All of this has been going on too long. AJ feels like a guy, just a guy. And Mm -hmm. who knows how much longer you're going to have AJ Styles. But it didn't take Vince McMahon long to realize, oh, this isn't just a guy. This is is somebody special that I should have had way before I actually did. And I'm sure if Vince had a do-over... He would have never let AJ Styles leave 20 years ago or whatever it was uh, because he he quickly was in favor of him. But like, on the positive side, he didn't have to do much. Uh, like he didn't have true. to do any of the legwork for AJ Styles. That's he had true. a ready-made guy, came in, literally just got to push him to the moon. And that's where uh, he struggles. <laughs> that's right. where he struggles is doing the legwork. He benefits from when like, hey, Triple H built this guy or, or Impact built this guy or New Japan mm-hmm. built this guy. That is... He, he he takes them, he puts them in big matches, and that's that. So, I mean, yeah, you're right. But also, to your point, AJ Styles has been at this with the Judgment Day since the Judgment Day's foundation. It started with AJ Styles. This all goes back to AJ versus Edge at WrestleMania. Yeah. This has been going on pretty much all year. I just, I really need something else from these guys. Michael Key says, good brothers, brother, brother. Hey, Denise, you look different. Orion Ben says they did Dom no favors by having solo segment follow him. All Dom had to say was, you know who my daddy is? It's Rhea. <laughs> and solo says six words and boom. I mean, that is that I mean, that's that's gotta be the payoff at this point, saying everybody talks about who my dad is. It's Rhea. And also, I am gonna update uh the article we have that just reads, Who is Dominic Mysterio's father? It's Ray. Uh to it's Rhea. <laughs> Joel says, with Balor continuing to stress he's AJ's only friend, do you have any insight on whether this is actually leading to the Good Brothers or is it more likely AJ joins Judgment Day? Well, I sure hope it ain't AJ joining the Judgment Day because I don't want to hear him cutting these promos too. Because it's not that they're bad. It's just they're, they're I'm not interested in them. I am incredibly interested in Damian Priest, Finn Balor, and Rhea Ripley as competitors. I think they're all great. But this and what they're having them do is not for me, Will. Nope, not for me. Kate's Chicken Tender says, Ray is a bad fodder. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, Bobby Lashley backstage. This was maybe my favorite thing on the entire show. Uh, Mustafa Ali is backstage. And Bobby Lashley says that he wants new blood. He wants to face new people. Mustafa Ali shows up and he's like, okay, me, I'm up. Lash was like, I see you hustling. I'll make sure you get your chance. I'll make sure it happens. And Ali's like, no, no, I'm getting it tonight. And is like poking him in the chest and all this stuff. 
tonight's raw did a lot for like enhancing the visibility of smaller talent compared to bigger talent even though the bigger talent won like all of those matches like otis won Strowman won uh lashley won but the story of this match was that lashley could not kill ali or ali would not die uh he did the the yokosuka cutter he did all kinds of stuff to Mustafa Ali. Couldn't pin him. Like, there were two times I was like, oh, that's going to be it. The spine buster. I thought that was going to be it, too. Even though that doesn't finish m- matches for him, I thought that was going to be it for, for Ali. He wouldn't get counted out. He got back in the ring. And he wouldn't tap out to the the, the hurt lock. He passed out. Now, keep in mind, in the middle of this, you get, like, these amazing spots, like Ali doing the 450 onto Lashley's arm, which... Sold me a ticket. I thought Lashley's arm was broke. I I rewound it and everything. I thought this was a phenomenal way to reestablish Mustafa Ali for when they absolutely don't use him again for three months. Uh, But how'd you feel about this one, Will? So from the top, I thought that uh, the little pre-tape they had done um, backstage with, uh, not backstage, I don't know where they were, but uh, when they caught up with Lashley. Backstage-ish. Everything. Yeah, it was backstage He was arriving, and I thought all of that was great. I thought that uh, Lashley, um, you know, Lashley hasn't always been the greatest talker, but I- I've always been a proponent of believable talkers. Yes. That uh, he comes off, especially in this run, as somebody that I just believe. And uh, and he came off well here. And then I thought Ali showed a lot of fire. I thought that the match did exactly what you were saying here. I had one little gripe with it, and it wasn't with anybody involved in the match. But uh, I, I liked, um, I agree, the the arm spot with Lashley. I believed that for a second there. I thought, oh, is <laughs> we, we okay here? But hey, when, when wrestling sells me a ticket, uh, I am all in on it. Um, yeah, I actually bought the count out spot i bought there are a lot of things in this match i bought and uh, i thought lashley's facials were really great here as he just couldn't get over the fact that ali wouldn't stay down lots of stuff i liked about this match uh i thought that for the story they were trying to tell i don't think the crowd quite understood what was trying to be told here because i thought that the crowd was really just buying into Ali just getting beat down. They just like Lashley beating the hell out of people. Yeah. I, I think that they were anticipating a little bit more of a stronger reaction for Ali and Ali's comebacks and things like that of like him making it into the ring, uh, beating the 10 count. It felt a lot like, I hate making AEW comparisons because then people are like, oh, you're an AEW show. But like I, uh, a good example of this style of match being done well is like Wheeler Yuta and Moxley where um, you have somebody who isn't quite on the other guy's level but won't stay down won't die keeps making the comeback feels valiant and eventually wins over the respect of the guy that beat him I got that that's what this match was trying to do here I just don't feel like the crowd and well the crowd's probably going to be a topic throughout the whole night here but I thought in this particular match they weren't quite giving Ali the reaction that I think the match was calling for um a, a moment like that a match like that can make somebody maybe forever March 29 2004 I'll, I'll never forget it Shelton Benjamin, Shelton Benjamin. Beat tri- I, he beat <laughs> Triple H uh-huh. and in that moment, I was like, 
my favorite wrestler right there. Like, what doesn't he have that that I like? And not only that, they they went above it the next week, and he he beat him by he count out. Yeah. And then then uh, like for a while, that was sort of the story. Was like even even if he didn't pin Triple H, he was Triple H's kryptonite type of thing, and he couldn't really do anything. And that type of thing can really establish somebody. And I'm hoping that they. Even if it's not with Mustafa Ali, I hope that they they do that and and they really implement that and and make something special out of somebody with that. Because in WWE, I think it could work just as well as as anywhere. Like that's like eventually when Roman drops the title, like that's got to be a role for him where he's out there and he's like, I don't even wrestle on SmackDown. I don't know what I'm doing here. And then somebody beats him or gives him a run for his money, and he's like, Oh shit. Um, but after this, we got Rollins setting up a future feud again with Bobby Lashley, stomping him in the face. I thought this was great how it threaded through. And then Riddle came out. Riddle is, you know, talking about his experience in the fight pit, the fact that Rollins plays second banana to Becky, to Roman. He says he's going to kill. He's going to kill him kill in the fight pit. Bold. We haven't heard that since Goldberg. Bold. I would have waited until Saudi to maybe do that. Uh, maybe wait till Crown Jewel before you start throwing that that little threat around. But hey, Philadelphia. I don't know. It is blood in the streets. He is going to kill him. And uh, I liked everything about this. There wasn't a single part of this I wasn't into. I thought that the barbs being traded back and forth were sharp and uh but again believable from all sides uh really the only part i wasn't into was the obvious pre-tape from daniel cormier were we supposed to be under the or was he under the impression that he was making the announcement in that because i felt like that's kind of how he was wording it but i feel like he probably filmed that he probably filmed it last week and then a PR person probably hit up Hawani and said, "Hey, break this news, brother, brother," because they do that uh, on, uh, here and here and there, and um, that's a smart thing to do to have the top MMA journalist break it to For millions sure. of MMA fans. It's a very smart thing to do, but yeah, I think it kind of undermined what <laughs> Cormier did there. <laughs> and I will say this: I know Cormier is close with the Creed brothers, so I mean, like he's connected to pro wrestling. When uh, Fightful covered UFC in Buffalo in 2017, we sent like a big team there, and Brandon Thurston was among that team. And Cormier was deep into a weight cut and miserable. This is his 205 weight cut, so he ain't happy. But as soon as Brandon Thurston starts talking about WrestleMania, he brings up like gate numbers, attendance numbers, all that. I posted a clip tonight of when CM Punk was doing a Q&A at when he was in the UFC and Daniel Cormier crashed it and he goes, Hey, is that phone number you gave me really Seth Rollins number? Cause I'm going to call him like he's a big Seth Rollins fan. He was there in Santa Clara for the title win. There's a video of Daniel Cormier in cheap seats, like marking out over Seth Rollins, cashing in and winning the title. So this is, has long been something that could happen. And honestly, I think that him facing Brock in Saudi at some point will be better than whatever they tried to do with Kane Velazquez because I don't think Kane was good at wrestling. Just because just because a couple people saw him in AAA do a springboard arm drag, they went, oh, shit. Oh, 
He did an arm drag. Wow. Hey, that's the clip era of pro wrestling. That I is, know. if you can literally just clip something and then make it. He get, ate even... that. <laughs> All the Kane stand accounts. He low key ate that. <laughs> that's exactly how it goes. That That's the era we live in though. And, uh, and then unfortunately when it comes to matches, like, I don't know. I had arguments about that specific match, Brock Lesnar, Cain Velasquez match. I had people tell me it was good. I know that whole thing was horseshit. Um, look, there's the nothing... worst six months of a top <laughs> title booking I've ever seen in my life, maybe outside of WCW. For WWE, I would say probably July 2019 through WrestleMania was the worst top title booking I've ever seen. Like they made like 10 dumbass decisions that I will never forget. I I it can be done right, but for the most yeah. part nothing hurts my soul more than worked MMA. Um and I I I don't know. I can't stomach it when it's like I just I can't. I can't. I I have yet to see it done fully right and well to the point of where I can suspend my disbelief. Either give me pro wrestling or give me shoot-ish yeah. pro wrestling, but don't try to work MMA. It never works. Yeah. Kate Chicken Tender says, I know it's a long shot, but I wanted to see Toothless Timmy return and cost Riddle to win in a fight pit match. I don't know if in that level of a feud, you debut a guy who probably isn't known to that audience, but I, I, I think there's a place for him. I thought that his team with Riddle was amazing back in the day, but um, I, I don't think that's the right spot. With all the heat that this feud has, I don't think so. Yeah, no, this feud, especially now, this needs to be the the end of the feud. This needs to yes. be, it's been going on quite some time, and I'm looking forward to it. I like fight pit matches. I think that, uh, and Riddle, I think Riddle under Hunter has been, so much better. I think that just this feud with Seth Rollins, I don't know if it's this specific feud because it was technically going on before Hunter uh, or if it is Hunter's influence because I think he knew how to present Riddle in NXT. I think that Riddle has just come off with so much more fire. He's been uh, so much less of a cartoon character or a caricature and he's been a lot more of what we knew before which is yeah he's got some goofiness to him but for the most part when it comes time for the fight he is in for the fight and i think this particular promo uh you know my brain went to when he was throwing all the barbs at him and he says that uh seth rollins you've never main event at wrestlemania and i go oh, i mean kind of technically, like, technically i would technically, count that yeah i would like, count that you know, I guess he wasn't booked in the main event, so maybe that's true. Yeah. But then, like, Daniel Cormier brings it up literally, like, 30 seconds later. And you can even see Seth's face of, like, yeah, I was in a main event yes. at WrestleMania. Uh, but other than that, though, I, I like all of that stuff. I was sitting there with my son, and he, like, sits up and he goes, Dad, why can't Matt Riddle see his kids? And <laughs> Oh, no. Uh, I'm like, um, so... Well, Matt Riddle was recently divorced, and he goes, well, why do they have to go with the mom? How come they can't go with that? <laughs> Son, we've got a lot to talk about here. Do you see um, that 420 bro shirt he's wearing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Well, so, no matter where you are, guys, uh, NordVPN.com has you covered. What? This is the old one. Here we go. Four additional months free, Will. How about this? Four additional months free. 
You can change your virtual location with just one click. It works on all your devices. Phone, laptop, desktop, PC. I'm pretty sure it even works on that winged eagle back there, that 98 version. I'm pretty sure you can get NordVPN.com slash Fightful on that as well. But it also has that online threat protection. You can block online trackers and annoying pop-up ads. And not just that. NordVPN.com slash Fightful allows you to subscribe to all those services you want, but you can't get the AEW Pluses, the WWE Networks, and you'll get pay-per-views much cheaper than what you're paying in the States. UFC pay-per-views, I always get them with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. And now you get four additional months free, a 30-day money-back guarantee, a great deal on NordVPN.com slash Fightful. What, what do you have to lose? What do you have to lose? Your bank balance is going to thank you. You'll be able to watch more stuff. It's a good time. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Also, they have three great tiers. So whether you want a pass, a locker, or a VPN, or all three, they got you covered. They have you covered. Kate's Chicken Tender says non-wrestling super chat with the trial results of Orton's tattoo case. Do you think this will also affect other games as how MLB the show and Madden are currently not allowing tattoos? So uh, I am out of the loop on that. I will look that up right now. I mean, I, wild precedent that this case sets because um, essentially what you're telling people is yeah. that despite the tattoos you have on your body, the tattoo yeah, artist no. owns the owns the art. And yes. therefore, uh, because ultimately, I think the, the payout for this was like $3,000, whatever. Yes. Um, but the what this case actually does set a precedent for, though, is the fact that tattoo artists own their art, regardless of whose body it's on. And if you are going forward using tattoos in video games, in anything along those lines, any type of additional art that's of the subject that has the tattoo on them you owe that tattoo artist money that's yeah. nuts that's crazy it, uh, is. And it is they're gonna have to they're gonna have to literally create a form for wwe superstars to take to their tattoo artists to like forego that from now on yeah. like that's that's gonna be have to be a thing but uh sas says can you talk about those six months of bad booking pretty please i'll do a full show on it once but i mean I've said this before, like it was very stupid how they did it. Brock was money with money in the bank. You literally didn't have to have him on the show because he had the briefcase for all the, the, the music being a distraction that we've seen. It's stupid. But when Brock Lesnar's music hits, it's a distraction because you might die first off. But second, he might take your title. Well, okay. If you're wanting to turn, in, turn Seth Rollins heel, what better way to do that than have him just go completely paranoid that Brock Lesnar's running around with a fucking briefcase ready to take his title? Well, that's how you enlist authors of pain. How do you get, why would you get them? To protect you from Brock. That'd be great. The whole Kofi losing to Brock I was going to say, and didn't then you need to happen. You did, but then, it, it, the thing is, and even if you're going to do that, Look, that was sure. the way you turned that around, right? Is that, well, Seth enlisted all this help, but it turned out Brock wasn't even going to cash in on him. He surprised, cashes in on Kofi Kingston, and you still can do the Kofi moment yes. where he loses, but it doesn't have to be a match in which Kofi had a whole week to prepare for and still got squashed. And instead, Cain Velasquez can piss off somewhere. <laughs> he can just 
go get fucked, pardon my language. But that that era was so difficult to cover because I had people, I had one person that I will never forget, and I've said his name. It, it's NXT Julian is who it is. That, that troll <laughs> oh on Twitter. God. Who said to me, had the balls to say to me that the Roman Reigns attacker storyline was as good as season one of The Center on USA Network. I almost had a coronary over that. Like there were still people defending that. And I'm like, this isn't good. It's not good. Oh, it was truly terrible television. The whole like having a camera angle on the the thing falling on him was just so bad. It was bad. It was bad. Truly awful television. I agree. That nearly I'll, soured yeah. my watching at the time. But I'll uh, do I'll do, do a podcast. full Yeah, I'll do a full podcast on that one day. Meet Norman says, What's good, SRS and Will? My dynamite seats are front row on the ramp. There's a chance I can scissor daddy ass on National Scissor Scissoring Day. Then there's Wardlow versus Brian Cage. Love me some big meaty men. You know the rest. Hose me down and take my money. Well, I appreciate you, Meet Normus. I mean, hey, you, you practice what you preach there, right? Um, we've got the QR code. I mean, you know the drill with this stuff now. They they put a lot of hints in there. It's very, very deep. I see a lot of people saying, like, is this just Bray? Is it from his mind? Bray ain't producing these, my friends. Uh, it, it ain't him. It's some, it's, and they've got some help doing this. But Southern by Grace says it's beyond dumb. I was over it after the first one they showed. Just debut the person or don't. Quit acting so hard to make it interesting. Listen, I appreciate the super chat. But objectively, it's working. I mean, people are interested in it. Are you interested in it, Will? Look, I am very anti-Bray Wyatt. And so I have a really hard time. And, and when I say that, for those of you who don't follow the stuff I do, when I say that, it's from the perspective of... You not liking about- people with middle school audio-visual class gimmicks. <laughs> No, like I, one, I, supernatural stuff in wrestling is usually never for me anyway. And so that's usually what encompasses Bray Wyatt. Uh, Bray Wyatt for me has always been stuff that's like worked outside of the actual execution in the ring. And then once it happens, and this really goes back to like pre-Fiend. Uh, Seth Rollins had a really kind way of putting it in the interview he did this past week. Um, And sorry, I'm not crediting the publication, and I usually do, but I can't remember off the top of my head. But Seth Rollins did that interview this past week, and he noted how everybody who left a feud with Bray Wyatt usually walked away um, with some damage. That's a nice way to put that everybody that Bray Wyatt feuded with for the longest time was never better off for it. And the only people who were better off for it were the people that absolutely killed Bray Wyatt, Goldberg, and like Randy Orton at that WrestleMania. But uh, for the most part, nothing for Bray Wyatt when it came to the actual feuds in wrestling ever clicked for me. As far as this is concerned, um, I'm interested, but from the like, okay, here's the thing. I'm also a programmer, right? I'm a software developer. It's literally my shoot job. And so I have a lot of fun thinking about how much is going into this where you have to like plant certain things that 
you expect people to find, but you won't can't make it too obvious, but you also have to put it in a place where they'll find it. Like putting the um, Alistair Black lyrics in the HTML code, right? Like you yes. ex- essentially have to count on somebody hitting control U, seeing the code in their browser and going, oh, look, these are lyrics. Wait a minute. I think I know these lyrics from somewhere. Yes. And then actually Googling that. You have to count on somebody willing to go th- down all those steps. So I do appreciate the work that's gone into all of this. And, and trying to throw people off with Joe Gacy, Bel Air, which Bel Air is a reference to Fresh Prince as opposed to Bianca Bel Air, the Corbin stuff, because where's Baron Corbin been? Where's he been? Where, where's right? he been? Well, what all is in Corbin? A bunch of stuff that leads to White Rabbit, Bray Wyatt, etc. There, there's a lot of, I do appreciate the effort that's put into these. I do, I think, I think it's good. Um, on your marks, Lou says, do you think these white rabbit clues have anything to do with potential faction members? I, I think the best version of Bray Wyatt was creepy back with Bray Wyatt. I've said this a million times. I believe in horror movie final boss more than I believe in guy who took a seventh grade audio visual class and puts worms on the, on the <laughs> thing. Like I, that's what I like. Uh, I believed that if I walked 10 minutes West of my house into the woods, I might run into those three sons of bitches. I might I, run into Luke Harper, Bray Wyatt, and Eric Rowan, and I'd be like, oh no, I'm going to get stuck in their shed and they're going to just stab me for days. Like that was realistic to me. Yeah. And I, I, I'm with you on that because I actually liked Backwoods Bray a lot. I thought NXT Bray had it. I think that once it got to the main roster, I feel like Vince couldn't resist. Just making him a, a super, yeah, a new supernatural like scary witch, right? And like the my beef with supernatural elements in pro wrestling is that they're inconsistent. I said this on Grab City a couple weeks ago because like somebody was like, "Well, what about the Undertaker?" And I'm like, "Look, I always had a problem with the idea that if the Undertaker could shoot lightning from his hands, why not just zap his opponents and they just fucking burst and die? Yes. Like, why have matches at that point? If you can teleport." Why does a three count ever exist? This should just be one, two, and you're gone. Like, essentially, the logic breaks the moment they can't use it all the time. Is it like, once the bell rings, we have to stop using all magic? Why? <laughs> Who cares? You have magic. So I I could never wrap my head around that. And look, this is, I'm a guy who grew up with get, having nightmares from Papa Shango. Papa Shango yeah. literally haunted my dreams. I thought that my head could one day bleed motor oil. and uh, But instead, I had to watch it happen to Warrior, and it made me cry. I had to call my mom and turn the TV off. So, like, it's not that I don't get that it creeps out little children. It's just not for me. That's it. I have a couple more super chats about this. Ryan says, I see a lot of people losing their mind on this last QR code, but can you please confirm that Baron Corbin and Joe Gacy are not the White Rabbit? The White Rabbit, they're not. I can't say definitively whether or not you know they'll be involved with this or not. Like, I don't know. I don't have the answer to that. Uh, but we got White Rabbit news all the time on Fightful Select. Today, we have a bunch of stuff on Fightful Select. Raw plans right before the show. We had some early creative notes. We had some num- uh, news and numbers on the Royal Rumble ticket sales. We also had news on Cody Rhodes, world title. A lot of people that were... Uh, that were around that situation. And a lot of people thought, oh, Cody Rhodes is going to win the title this summer. We got uh, a bit of news on that. And also right now we have the Sour Graps post-show review. They were going to fill in for us tonight. I got home a little bit early, 
So uh, me and Will are here. So head over there. They got the, the Sour Graps review, and you all can start watching that whenever uh, whenever the good guys are done, honestly. I mean, they'll probably be on air for three hours anyway, knowing them. Yes, uh, and over do- there you get Damage Kataral. You do get Damage Kataral. I, I think of Kataral every time uh, because of Homer Simpson yeah, on exactly. The Simpsons. Yes. Yeah. Kate's Chicken Tender says, one thing I've noticed the QR code, they're treating it the same way they did the background puppets. No one on TV is mentioning them whatsoever other than Twi- WD Twitter sometimes. It's, it's, how they, it's how they do it. And um, I mean, it's it's creating a good kind of buzz, I think. Is it definitely. I, I, I like all the buzz it's creating. I think that's all really cool stuff. Uh, I just hope at the end of the day, it executes in like good wrestling. And I don't know how you pull that off, and I'm hoping that Hunter is better at it than Vince was. We got Ms. Loomis backstage. Johnny, bring this up, so I don't know if that's going to be the case. Like, listen, they're very much implying butt stuff here. I've said it from the beginning. That's the thing. They're implying it. It's another creepy Loomis segment. Loomis, he still hasn't wrestled, has he? What a phenomenal gig if you can get it. What a fantastic job if you can get it. This man has been hired by wrestling companies to draw things, to stalk people in multiple companies without wrestling. He was he was the original voice of 10 Pounds of Gold. A lot of people don't realize that on the NWA documentaries. He probably didn't get paid for that, though. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> if Nick Aldis wasn't getting paid, he definitely isn't getting paid. But, I mean, like, phenomenal work if you can get it. Shout out to uh, Dexter Loomis for getting that money. Do you have any particular thoughts on this? Uh, this stuff has not been for me, and I really wanted it to be. I liked sure. it at first. I liked when it was the, the kind of background distraction stuff. The way it was all introduced, I thought was really cool. Uh, and then, because it was so unlike the way WWE presents things, um, and you know him getting arrested in the background, all of that stuff, it ended up, spilling its way into NXT just to tie up that loose end. All of that was cool, but somehow, some way, it still devolved into just like hokey WWE yep. Vince era stuff. The I, the I thought the cutting of the ring uh the other week was really bad. And uh I oh that almost didn't need the zoom in. I thought the zoom in if you had done that as a wide shot, I think it probably would have looked better. But when you came up yes. close and it, it looked so uh, hacky it, it looked bad and then this particular segment here backstage i thought was just more of the same just kind of silliness it, and it's not hitting for me it stopped hitting weeks ago and i am very much looking forward to it coming to an end ryan ben says props to johnny and loomis for the trading places reference well ms wakes up and you know one of my favorite parts about waking up when I was a kid was all the delicious cereal, Will. But as you get older, you can't just eat cereal. It's full of sugar, unhealthy food, carbs, all that stuff. Not with magicspoon.com slash Fightful. It has all the flavors you love. It's high-protein, low-calorie, keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, all the things you need to have cereal without the guilt. One of my favorite things about Magic Spoon cereal is one bowl fills you up, 
So you're not running back and forth to the cupboard. Anytime I get regular cereals, I'm tearing through like half that, bo- half that family size box in one sitting. And then I feel horrible afterwards. Not with magicspoon.com slash Fightful. And right now, go to magicspoon.com slash Fightful. Use that code Fightful. Save $5 off your order. You can uh, get a custom bundle as well if you want to try a lot of the different flavors. But they have all the flavors you love, my friends. Check it out. Take yourself back to those days. Have have a better better wake up than Miz had. Magicspoon.com slash Fightful. We greatly appreciate them. Broadway Joe says, going to politely disagree with Will, and he does so with a very generous super chat. Says, not having Bray teleport everyone in the funhouse during the Thunderdome will always be a missed opportunity or doing a zombie invasion with Abaddon and AEW. Give me full-on fantasy. I, I agree with you, Will. I can't get behind this. I thought Firefly Funhouse was amazing and was specific. It was unique. It was cool. Yeah. Specific to the era we were in. That's the thing. It was specific to that era because they had to get creative. And during that period, I was like, I don't give a shit what you do. Shoot Bray Wyatt out of a cannon as long as it's entertaining. Like, I'm at home. All like People are dying. People are sick. Like, I, I just wanted some entertainment at that point. But I don't want, like, like I, the zombies from Battleground or whatever the hell that was that they did. Uh, like, I don't ever want that again. That was horrible. Dream Ninja says, I'm with Will. Don't care about Bray. Don't care about Braun either. Here for all this women's wrestling. Dig the QR code because it gets people talking, but nothing would top a Sasha return. I mean, I'm, I still have no idea what's going on there. Every two weeks, I got somebody say, you better ask about Sasha. You better ask about Sasha. I have been since May. Ask every week. Kim Gray says, my son is so stoked over this white rabbit. He's like a detective figuring out this stuff on his own. If anything comes of this, it's helped him think. Hey, that's a good silver lining. I love it. In Simmons says, hey, where's Champa? Miz doesn't know. He says he hasn't seen him in weeks. I'll find out. Dakota Kai defeats Candice LeRae. Now, there were some little adjustments to this match. Candice LeRae losing very quickly upon her return. Uh, Week two, I mean, technically seven days after. Uh, Listen, I love Dakota Kai, but I was surprised by this, especially considering, like, WWE doesn't seem too keen on like setting up a tag team title program or anything like that. Will, what'd you think of this? Uh, so I'll start by going back a week in that, uh, I hate to be one of those, Hey, you should have video packages for people. But I thought that cold dropping Candice LeRae into the show in hindsight was a mistake. I think that, the reaction wasn't great. And I thought that um, fans probably could have used a little bit of a refresher on who she was simply because, uh, you know, just the math isn't there, right? Like you can't count on people just knowing your NXT stuff, unless it's like the bigger names. You can at least count on some of that stuff having made its way into the vision of raw viewers. Like, you know, that Johnny Gargano, people knew who that was. Uh, even if you weren't watching NXT, you probably at least saw a recap of a takeover or a commercial promoting NXT uh, on Sci-Fi or not Sci-Fi on um, USA. NXT on Sci-Fi. It just took me back to 2010, but NXT uh, on <laughs> USA, 
and just seeing those ads and all of that, like you probably were aware, but like, I felt like the audiences have not been aware enough of Candice LeRae. And I think that they did a disservice to her last week, just kind of putting her out there against Nikki A.S.H. And I thought this week they just did more of the same. They put her out there against Dakota Kai. And I thought that as much as I wanted to get into this match, I love Dakota. Um, I thought that again, another crowd issue here. They were not into this whatsoever. Uh, they couldn't get behind Candice and I thought it hurt pretty much everything they were trying to present here. They they have plenty of time to show these videos. Like if you've ever been to a WWE live show, especially mm -hmm. for the live crowd, it is like you see 20, 30, 40 minutes of commercials. I remember I listened to a skillet song nine times one taping I was at. <laughs> I didn't need to hear that. And that might be being conservative. Uh yeah, Jan I, I, go ahead, sorry. I like I said, there's just ways you could have introduced her to the show. And I think that they didn't do right by her. I think this was a little bit of Hunter uh, because of the fact that, you know, you brought in Dakota, got a really strong reaction at SummerSlam, brought in um, EO, really strong reaction at SummerSlam, but you're also dealing with a slight different crowd. You may not be getting that in St. Paul, Minnesota. And I think uh, Candice and a lot, of, a lot of people just could use better introductions and... She's one of them. I wanted to see more. I want to see more. I thought several of the related things to this kind of missed tonight, but there were some stuff that that I like. Uh, Far said they were chanting Candace. Excuse me? I didn't hear like deafening chants. Maybe I need to go back and watch it. Yeah, maybe I do as well. I was watching this whole thing intently because yeah. uh, this was one of those rare times where <laughs> I didn't have my intention on Monday Night Football and three other things. So yeah. I'm like, no, I'm hosting this show tonight. Uh, I have to make <laughs> sure it has my undivided attention. Um, maybe I missed that, but it didn't feel like, uh, they were, that the crowd was even really all that into this to begin with. Jam Beard says, I better ask about Sasha. I'll ask, also ask why Velveteen Dream hasn't been fired yet. <laughs> we had the Bianca Bailey contract signing and like Bailey went through like a full villain rant here. Like she went through her whole origin story and Bianca's just like, shut up and I... signed the thing. <laughs> I love this. I, I liked too. it last week, too, because this was exactly how uh, Bailey got shut down last week. She went into a whole rant about how uh, you were handpicked by this company and I worked my way up. And Bianca is so good at shutting that down in a way where almost nobody has ever been able to shut that down as well as she has. Like, that's a thing people have thrown at Cena for years. And uh, and usually that person can sound justified. But Bianca's like, shut up. If you were me, you'd be me, and you're not. Exactly. And, so, and she's so likable when she does it, too. Uh -huh. Yeah, I, I absolutely loved that. I was actually digging Bailey telling her story and basically trying to relate it to Bianca and Bianca, again, just shutting it down and going, the reason that you lost the fans is because this is the real you. And you weren't authentic, but I'm always me. I'm the real me. And that's why the fans and I continue to have this connection. Um, it dragged a little long, but ultimately, I, I liked everything that came out of this. And uh, this is probably the match this Sunday, or Sunday, Saturday, I'm the most excited for. I'm so glad the pay-per-views are on Saturdays. Are you all doing City Saturday or Sunday? Oh, <laughs> I guess I didn't think about that. 
hey, if you do it Sunday, uh, we can actually do a Bound for Glory show. Denise can actually do her Bound for Glory show Saturday. Okay. Just just saying. I will, I will talk to Philip and Reginald. Just saying. Uh, so we've also got Young Hitta saying, is no one going to talk about the second QR code during the contract signing? 205.53 seconds in. I think it was on the contract. I don't know if anybody got yeah, it, that. But um, yeah, I mean, that, that's a good spot too. But uh, afterwards, Asuka had gotten pilmanized backstage. I like that. But what I didn't like was whatever it is they had Alexa do. Like She stared at the camera one too many times. Uh, <laughs> Tonight! Okay. I was like, come on, man. I thought she was like waiting for a cue and then didn't get it and was just still waiting for it and didn't get it. And then finally got the cue to go ahead (laughs) and make the challenge. And I'm like, look, I saw the raw plans. Thank you, Fightful (laughs) Select. But uh, I I just want to know when you're going to challenge EO. Yes. We did have the spoilers that this would be the main event. And it did main event with EO Sky winning another distraction. But I got to say this, that moonsault to finish it was a beauty. Dick the Cock Johnson says, seems as though Bianca may need two ladies for backup. Hmm. Yeah, so they got beat down after the match. This went felt like it went on forever. Felt like it, they smashed Asuka's poor ass with the ladder. It's like waiting for her to slide in. They're like, no, right to the ass. And then there it went. Um, Lorenzo says, do you think Sasha and Naomi are returning Saturday since Damon Control took out Alexa and Asuka? Do you think that's how it happens? No. Um, I think uh I think this is how for now Bailey gets the championship. I do okay. think that I think she wins. Um I think they the ladder match is kind of the perfect setup to not have to pin Bianca, have the odds against her with damage control not on her side and ultimately um bailey walks away with the championship bianca still gets to look strong and valiant but coming up short i think ultimately this i don't know i don't know anymore (laughs) like at at one point i was like okay they're definitely coming back and then i thought maybe survivor series boston war games seems like the perfect place to have sasha banks return and that's been where my brain's been this entire time. I think you can get a monster reaction in that hometown. But I think right now, this needs to serve. At, I, I think it would be a bad spot to bring her back. I think that I too. Uh, this isn't it this Sunday. Saturday, Saturday. Sorry, I'm in the habit still of thinking WWE premium live events are on Sundays, but they're on Saturdays. Oh, I love it. I love it so much. It's so great. Dorian says, why haven't they had Asuka wrestle the past five weeks? Um, she wrestled a couple weeks ago on live events. As far as TV, I don't know, but she was teaming with Alexa on live events recently. K775 says, do you think uh, Alexa or Asuka will turn on Bianca Saturday and cost her the title? I mean, I, st- I don't think we're past the possibility of Alexa just joining a Wyatt family again. I think that they <laughs> can't help themselves and they'll go to that eventually. As far uh, as this, I, I, I don't know. I think turning on, I, I mean, because they got their asses beat. Turning on Bianca at this stage would make no sense yeah. because uh, you would essentially be aligning with the people who 
Like, I would not align with anybody that pilmanized me. I just couldn't. Of course. No freaking way. No chance. Yes. Um, I think that would be a really bad turn. I don't think that's where that's going. Chicken Tenders Jambeard also says uh, that feud, uh, the, the Buddy Roman situation and Brian situation gave us twin red beards. It was so bad. It was so bad. <laughs> I don't know if Brian Zane has done like a video on that yet, but I can't wait till he does. Uh, we had, uh, uh, I thought, a pretty fun couple of matches. Otis defeating Johnny Gargano. Um, didn't see that coming. I didn't see that coming at all. It sort of made sense within the story. I just hate that it was surrounded by so many other like distraction, interference, and all that. But Austin Theory, and it seems like Austin Theory is sort of moving in on Otis a little bit too. He's like sort of taking control of, of Gable and Otis. But Johnny gets cracked in the head. It makes sense that he would get beaten by a guy like Otis after that. I thought the match was good. This leads to Braun coming out and having a slapper with Chad Gable. Uh, I just want to say, as Zach says, I popped so hard for the German to Braun. It was easier for Chad Gable to German Braun than it was for Braun to powerbomb Gable. And I love that. I love that. <laughs> that is wild. But true. And but I, yes. I, I loved all this. I thought this was a blast. This whole connected thing I thought was good. Um, Austin Theory doing the A-Town Down thing. I still think it's corny as shit. But My God. Throwing that into a pro. That was the corniest way yes. I've ever seen anybody ending a promo. All right, look. I have to talk about A-Town Down as a theme song. <laughs> I just do. Guys, A-Town Down. The phrase came out of Atlanta hip-hop scene. If you're going to use it, at least have a song that even remotely sounds like it's out of Atlanta. Yes. And there's plenty <laughs> of artists that you can draw influence from. There's Luda. There's draw, Outkast. There's... Draw influence. AEW books like 10 rappers every time I go to the area. There's anybody you could have drawn inspiration from and it's give you a song you have the least a town sounding song going a town down. nothing in atlanta sounds like that nothing out of atlanta sounds like that uh. go find literally anything else if you're going to use that phrase wwe aew is like getting the literal guy who does welcome to atlanta to pop up to to, to pop stokely hathaway <laughs> yes. like to, literally call jermaine dupree call yes. anybody call anybody out of the atlanta scene uh, to just come even just supervise you don't even have to have them do the song just have them stand there in the studio and go okay this isn't it at all how right. anything out of atlanta would sound Hate the song. It drives me nuts it's hearing so that song it's yell so A-Town Down. And that was the only mark on what I thought were like three really great segments. The the Strowman-Gable match, the Otis-Gargano match. I even thought it made sense for Gargano to lose. Luis says, Chad Gable forever. And Joel says, I'm glad they aired that Chad video package on Braun that he posted on Twitter. Really got over their history. So yeah, I liked all of that. So I want to say... I hope they don't do that regularly in that way. I love the Road 2 style videos, but doing it in the WWE promo style like interview was so funny to me. Like it was so hilarious because I couldn't take it seriously because what it, what it reminded me of, Will, 
was those Mari Povich setups. <laughs> yes. Terry says that he is not the father. And I only slept with six other men before. I know he is the father. And Terry's that baby like, is not mine. I don't know whose that is. Look at that picture right here. That is not my baby. That is not mine. You know. Look at it. Look at this, Maury. That is not my baby. Oh my god. Daytime television, folks. If you ever That's had amazing. to stay home from school or didn't have anything to do in your summertime, Maury Povich. What? Jenny Jones, favorite. Ricky Lake. I think my favorite, I think it was Maury Povich, where he would have people on that had phobias. Yes. And, and this one was a girl who was afraid of balloons. I knew you were bringing that one yes, up. They yes. pulled it up on the screen, and she was like, ah, ah, and she ran, and he goes, oh, you don't want to go back there. You don't want to go back there. And she ran into a bunch of balloons. Oh, that's no. uh, the the way you move edit of of you are not the father where the guy yes. dances oh uh, it's amazing all great stuff daytime television has not been the same <laughs> although i i learned of a streaming service nosy that has all of those shows it has maury it's got all of them nosy give me a sponsorship i will absolutely oh. hawk your product because i truly believe in watching daytime trash television and if you can binge it, are you kidding me? If I had a service I can watch Jenny Jones on, just so I can see all of those old episodes, including the Mickey James episode, where she was on a Geek to Chic episode, and she comes oh, yes. out to confront her bully. Like, great stuff. If you've never seen it, Google Mickey James, uh, Jenny Jones. It's out there. But uh, Well, the only way that they can salvage Judgment Day is if Rhea brings out Maury Povich to tell Ray he is not the father <laughs> and that she is the poppy. That's the only way they can you salvage can, this. You can do it. It has to happen. Uh, Jambeard says the results are in. You are not the father. And King of the North says, imagine Jermaine Dupree standing in the back watching Death Rebel slap every button on their keyboard. <laughs> theme. Oh, God. I would no, also I love him to watch uh, CFO. And they're like, and here's what we do after 30 seconds. Loop. Loop, 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 loop. You know what, though? I will give props to CFO for working smarter and not harder. Look, Jim Johnson will go out there, make entire songs, and you'd only ever hear like 30 seconds of them anyway. Yeah. People only knew the hooks, whatever. CFO was like, look, all we need is a chorus and half a verse. Loop it. <laughs> yes. You're never going to hear anything else anyway. Just run with it. It was smart stuff. And then... Uh, Def Rebels just like, hey, let's just whip some stuff up in GarageBand. Guys, leave a thumbs up. Get your Super Chats and Humper Chats in. We are heading down the home stretch. Carl says Ricky Lake and Jenny Jones. Goodness gracious. My mom would watch Montel Williams, too. No, yeah. It's too serious for me. <laughs> uh, Jordan Scott says, at this point, I'm waiting for someone to knock Theory out and yell, peace up, A-Town down, and Usher comes running out. I mean... I, I will give WWE credit for one time, like when they they had somebody get hit by a paint can, and then Macaulay Culkin just rolls out, and I was like, "Yeah, that's amazing." The Edge promo. Oh god, I thought this was awesome. He talked about how his family is involved in this this feud with Judgment Day now, and 
he didn't even want them involved because they don't even like what he goes through now. Like when he's going down the stairs, his kids hear his bones pop and crack and all that stuff. Beth was getting involved and she was never supposed to be there. By the way, almost no payoff for that. She just popped up one week and that was that. But Edge bringing up the family here, I thought he killed it right here. I thought, I always think promos like this should be utilized more than the, here, I'm going to take a mic and tell you everything that I hate in front of a huge audience. But uh, how'd you feel? No, I loved all of this. I thought uh, that it was nice to see, you know, Edge talked about that. He, the first thing he said in the promo was, you know, I have been a little bit of a character since I've been back and this is, but you know, lately I've been a lot more me. And that's what I love seeing from people. I love when wrestling is real. Um, and I don't mean shoot, but what I mean is when yeah. I can, I feel like I can connect with people and look, I, I am 35 this year. Uh, and I'm a dad of two. I can, uh, certainly relate to certain things. I haven't had a career ending injury or anything along those lines, but, um, I'm definitely out of shape. And so, uh, I, I hearing the things that he's talking about there were things that just felt personal and felt relatable. And he, he brought it back around to the fact that, look, I introduced judgment day to the world. And he talked about how he doesn't know how much more time he has left. Um, we do because we knew the length of his contract. Um, but he talked about how not uh, not knowing how much more time he has left, and I just I liked all of it. I liked everything he had to say here, and uh, he he brought it back around to the one thing he never did was quit. And he talked about ask Taker, ask Cena, ask Foley, ask all these guys I was in rivalries with. I don't quit. And I will not quit. I'm not going to quit this Sunday in the I quit match. I love it. I thought it was it was effective. It did what it was supposed to do. I thought it was rad. Jam Beard says, Phil Donahue for the win. And Joseph Molina says, anyone remember Richard Bay? I don't remember Richard Bay at all. No. who's? I don't know who that was. Art uh, says, can, can we discuss fans who both watch WWE and AEW and they specifically not to Google a talent they have never heard of? Uh and they have a match on AEW, but go out of their way with all the QR code stuff. Seriously. I mean, I don't think it would hurt AEW to post, to do like a one minute video and they've seen that and they have adjusted that. Um, I personally think that if Mance Warner wore a QR code on his singlet, none of us would be talking about this. So I mean, I said that uh, maybe it is in AEW's interest to just like steal a little bit here. Put a QR code up on the screen, and it just leads to an episode of Road 2. And yes. it's like, look, you need a little bit of background on this? There it is on the screen. Go I like watch. that. Um, I'll say that... Because it is... I, I do feel it's a little bit disingenuous when the argument comes up. So you have to just keep in mind who you're engaging with when you decide to engage in that argument. Um, because, like, AEW's had introductions that were kind of blind that just worked. Look, they just dead dropped Eddie Kingston into the show. It was freaking awesome. You yes. it was, you were just like, okay, this guy's just coming out here talking shit, facing Cody, and you loved it. The same with um, Ricky Starks. Actually, with Ricky Starks, you got like maybe, what was that, like a 45-second video package, and then you got a, a Ricky Starks match. Um, you've had guys who, who have had success out of being dead dropped into the show. Uh, it's just it's a matter of your willingness to basically accept it and what it plays into and and how it's followed up on. Um, it's 
the wrestling is never going to be a one size fits all type thing yep. where you can just blanket say that this thing worked so this thing else ha- uh, this other thing has to work it, it's it's never the case this qr stuff really is doing its best to engage fans um and i think that you have to commend wwe for that that uh if you're actively pulling people into wanting to solve the mystery um that's a little bit different than leaving them with kind of nothing and i don't care about because i'm well aware of who Mance Warner is. I'm well aware yes. of who, who Juice Robinson is. So, like, I don't care about these arguments at all. But I say that it doesn't really compare because one is still actively trying to get you to do things, and the other isn't quite. Um, some people need their hands held. Yep. King of the North says, "Give Luis a uh, pay raise." Super chat. He rules. Uh, well, Luis is too busy spending his money on sending a super chat saying. There's a show in Mexico called Laura, similar to Maury, and the catchphrase is "Bring in the bastard." It's God damn, that rules. That is incredible. Um, I don't know how I can follow that, but Ryan Bolding earlier sent an incredibly generous super chat, and I want to spend some time on it. He says, "Will they take the bloodline implosion all the way to Mania?" Roman loses one title before, loses uh, one title to Cody night one, loses to Rock night two. Sammy and KO take the tag titles too, or is that too long of a slow play? Well, I don't think Roman's going to wrestle both nights of WrestleMania because if you can get the Rock, you do not risk that match in any way whatsoever. Um, I think they should separate the titles, but triple threat match can do it. He can defend one of them in the Rumble. There's a billion different things he could do there. I'm going to disagree with Sean Ross Sapp here. Okay. I want far less uh, titles here. As a matter of fact, I'm going in the other direction. I think merge the women's titles. I'm actually cool with there being just one belt at this point. Look, in the freaking brand splits, I've actually been... I mean, they they pretty much are. I know, and that's why I'm like, you know what? Um, I feel like the title's suffering the most right now to be perfectly honest, is the SmackDown women's title. Because at this current moment yeah. in time, like look at SmackDown last week. You had Bailey on the show, and then Bianca Belair comes out and confronts Bailey on SmackDown. The Raw women's title picture has gotten so big that it's now spilled over onto the other show, and you still have the other SmackDown women's title that's just kind of like there. Like you have Ronda Rousey, who does feel like a star, but ultimately is fighting over something that the rest of the show doesn't seem all that interested in i think if you are going to do what they're doing which is just bleeding everybody into whatever show you should have one title representing things i think the issue is that roman's not full-time so therefore you don't have a title on either show so i think people default to well i want to have at least one title so give me something but at the end of the day i want just a full-time champion represented both places and I know I'm not going to get that out of Roman, but no, honestly, I don't need two titles in any division. Uh, except, matter of fact, the only titles. If, I, if the brand split is effective, that's what I need. I just need yes. a champ. I just need the champion to show up. Mm-hmm. I can agree that's with that. Uh, and that, that's the thing I want. But I will say that in having all of this kind of brand bleeding going on, the one thing I actually kind of like is that through all of it, 
the one the two titles that have stayed consistent and these are the titles that i think need to stay where they are is united states intercontinental i think keeping those separate has actually yeah. worked and leaving those as like the brand specific titles and then everything else that represents just have it crossover yeah i don't disagree with that i think they could be good Jambeard says, bring in the bastard should be part of Pac's theme. I love that, too. Well, uh, we had an interaction between Solo, or actually all the Bloodline besides Roman, who will be there next week, uh, and Street Profits. Uh, so Montez has a boot on, but uh, careful how I word this. I don't know if he's hurt or not, because that was a prop boot. And I know it was a prop boot <laughs> because it was brought on the prop truck to Raw. And I know this, uh, but I don't know. Maybe he's actually hurt and they're doing that. But either way, it set up Angelo mm. Dawkins. Fight speculation here. Yes. Framing it in speculation. But I will say that the things I've known about pro wrestling to be true are that uh, you typically just wouldn't put them in any type of action in that regard yes. to even be in the way of the action if there was a risk that could come to worsening an injury go. like that. Uh, so that's... Well, Angelo Dawkins got a crack at Solo Sokoa. This was a mess at times because of the the, the story they were telling contingent to it. Um, but... I love Angelo Dawkins, man. Like he's he's killing it right now. I've been saying it week after week. Solo Sokoa has to get these reps, and that's his role. Is that right now? He's the wrestler in Bloodline. Like he's doing all the wrestling. He's their young boy, but he's also their enforcer. And I love like little things, like Jay being like, "That's my brother. I'll talk to him." And that Sammy's even Sammy's like, "Okay." Like, there's such good character work being done here. Like, it's just, they're killing it across the board. And Tony says, uh, so what the Bloodline plot uh, has a twist, and Jay turns on the group because of Sammy, brings in The Rock. I feel they can do this if Jay causes the Bloodline war games because he does something to Sammy, which forces him to quit. I don't think they'll go that route. Um, you also can't do that while they still have the tag titles. And you can't exactly. and if the plan to get rid of the tag titles is Sammy and KO, which some yes. people are all kind of speculating that's where they're going, then you essentially blow off the Sammy leaving the bloodline story before Jay. So I, I don't know how you do that yeah. without uh, while they still have the tag titles. Sokoa did get the win. Um mm -hmm. And we got Anti and Brick saying, speaking of the brand stuff, any word on the draft? Are they slowly blending brands together? Um, it was it was not on the internal calendar for USA Network. I, that much I can say. Um, I had somebody saying like, ah, maybe around Mania time or something, but that wasn't like a firm plan. But I, I thought that this, even though, you know, I hate distractions, I hate all that, this is to set up the most important story in the WWE for the last two years and this is to further that without that top character there so i found this incredibly useful uh we got jb asking if i can find out who came up with the idea of putting sammy in the bloodline actually i, I would love i need to find that out that's that's really good and in simmons says zane and jimmy laughing and solo breaking character was funny sammy has to defeat roman i don't want it to be cody sammy and jay can wrestle at the rumble but Sammy has to become champ while he's white hot. 
are you of this camp that believes that Sammy could beat Roman? No. Uh, I think that Sammy... I, I really do think that Sammy and KO... I, I think it's just as effective. I think beating the the Usos, who are weeks away from becoming the longest reigning w, er, tag team champions in WWE history. Um, and I don't do the thing you did with the New Day where they lost it like the day after they crossed the record. Yes. Give us, give it time. They do that let, a lot. <laughs> yes. And it drives I, me nuts. I know. Like, give this one time. Let Draw it out here. Um, let there be a clear distinction between the first and second here. Uh, but, again, they're right around the corner from breaking that record. I would like to see it happen. Mm-hmm. I think somehow, someway. They seem to be heating up the new day a little bit. What I would do in this case is, I know we've seen it a million times, Usos versus New Day, but I think there could be stakes to it if you put the titles on the line between the Usos and the New Day, like as close to them tying the record as possible. So that way, like the New Day is the only thing that can stop them from beating this record uh, and have the in the new day trying to protect their top spot and then eventually they retain over them and then we go with the bloodline the usos uh, against sammy and ko somehow i don't know how we get there it's now clear that we don't need sammy to be the one outsmarting them i don't know how we eventually do it i think it it i kind of do uh, okay so now that i said that out loud i feel like roman came off so endearing when he gave that hug to Sammy in that opening segment of SmackDown. When Sammy hugged him, he looked kind of annoyed, and then he gave in, he smiled, he hugged him back, and the fans really bought into that. So, of course, Roman's got to be the one who uh, turns that all around, who, who betrays everything, all the trust you just gained from him. The one that he's been the one who's been, you know, he's kind of taken the same. He kind of likes him. He's a little annoying, but he's cool. Yes. You know, he's been the one. So he needs to be the one ultimately who gives the go ahead to stick the dagger in his back. Uh, but I think ultimately because the Usos are going to have had such a prolific title reign, it's just as effective for Sammy. It really, Sammy's beef here is with Jay Uso. I think it'll end up being just as effective for them to win the titles there. I honestly think he, when he does it, it has to be pinning Jay Uso. It has to be Sami Zayn pins Jay Uso when they win those tag titles. I agree. I completely agree with that because that, that's the story. Sami and Jay, Jay doubting, or or whether it's doubting or jealousy or whatever it may be. And I I really think that Sokoa being so like loyal to Sami really adds to this like it it really accentuates it so much because jay has another reason even him being like that's my brother like he's just constantly reminding him that's my brother uh well solo got the win here angelo continues to kill it that was wwe raw but again if you want more will washington he's all over the place especially here on fightful over the next seven days you'll see him three more times including uh here again for raw but Tell the people what you do. You also have a show with uh, Denise every week. Sorry That's to right. hear that, but 
Yes, Denise and I host a show called After the Week. It's just getting started. We're only four episodes in. But yes, Denise and I host After the Week. That's every Sunday. Uh, and that's at YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo. Um, and it's it's getting more fun each week. We're tweaking the format a little bit. We decided not to end the show on a sour note, so we're no longer ending the show with our worst okay. pick of the week. Now it's uh we now end on our best of the week so <laughs> so that way we're not like ah oh, this freaking sucked anyway bye uh so that's fun i also i do host grapsity every saturday noon eastern 9 a.m pacific that's not going anywhere except it might go to sunday depending on when i talk to the guys <laughs> today uh and i also we also host a show every other week called ask grapsity mm-hmm. and um it's turned out to be an every other week kind of thing. We weren't sure when we were going to do it. We didn't really have a schedule plan, but every other week is sounding like the way we're going to do that because it, it really just depends on when there's stuff to answer. I got really, really deep this past week because somebody asked a kind of a triggering question, um, and I ended up talking a whole lot about my my marriage and got into stuff that I typically don't get into on podcasts. Uh, if you want to check that out, that's at FightfulSelect.com. That's the latest episode of Ask Grapsity. And then also I host Day After Dynamite every Thursday, 3 p.m. Eastern. That is noon Pacific, noon Pacific. Yeah, and there's always Eastern. something that emerges the day after. Every, every day, or every, every Thursday, every Thursday, something that emerges. We talk about that. I have a special guest. Uh, some have been calling this show kind of the, the bridge because yes. I always have a guest on Day After Dynamite. Sometimes it's a guest that's known well in advance. Sometimes it's a guest that's known five minutes before we start the show. It all depends on how well I've planned for that week. Uh, but check that out. That's all the stuff I'm doing online. I'm sure there's more. Yes, there's more. That's right, because I just recorded an episode yesterday. I also host Beyond the Bells for Women's go. Wrestling Army. That's on Pro Wrestling TV, so check that show out as well. I host that with uh, Alyssa Marino. and so She's great. Uh, she is so great. She is such a pro at what she does that she just makes me look like an amateur sitting next to her. <laughs> uh, but I'm still proud to sit next to Alyssa every week uh, or every other week. We kind of do that one bi-weekly as well. Check that out, though. Check it out, guys. Will will be back here uh, on Monday as well. But uh, this week, we're going to have a lot of cool stuff for you. I interviewed Sean Oliver, who was one of my inspirations of, of interviewing, period. Like, uh, I spoke to him. We're going to have a lot of cool stuff coming up. Uh, by the way, that FightfulSelect.com, the best $5 you're going to spend in pro wrestling. I know a lot of you signed up for the, the gossip of last month, but we got a lot of good stuff. It's accurate stuff as well. FightfulSelect.com. And in addition to two more, you, it's always at least two exclusive news posts a day. Uh, we got about 25 shows a month as well, all for five bucks. Greatly appreciate it. I think next week when I'm in Toronto, Jimmy's going to do a Q&A as well. So you'll probably have Ask Grapsity as well as a Jimmy Q&A. Uh, so check it out. FightfulSelect.com. I think we have one more super chat. Ryan says, do you think the Bray Wyatt return at Extreme Rules via a physical angle or a vignette? I So one of my sources kind of like backed off of the, the, the reveal as to a reveal that should give you like, like, that is supposed to display something and let you know exactly who it is type of thing. But with this thing, who the hell knows? It'll probably be some damn QR code that sends us to Saudi Arabia or something like that. But guys, thank you all so much. 
Until next time, we're out. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.